Simplified Chaos, Episode 86. Life is beautiful and full of chaos. And it can get slightly out of hand if that shit's not tamed. We're here to share how to simplify the little things to help you lead a more intentional life. This is Simplified Chaos. Wonderful friends, welcome to Simplify Chaos. This is Jillian, one of your hosts, and I'm with my husband and co-host, Nicholas. What's going on, folks? We hope you all are having a wonderful week so far. We've got another great episode. This is an interview episode. Yeah. Jilly, why don't you set this one up for us? All right, y'all. So originally we were supposed to travel to Colorado. Colorado. And meet Olivia Youngs, um, who owns this sweet little coffee shop in a very, I think it's a touristy area in the mountains near Winter Park. Yeah. Um, I was really looking forward to driving down the swiggly roads on the map. I know. I was too. Little mountain crossings and, and all that good stuff. But that means Colorado's in our future. It is. So this is just a teaser episode um, until we eventually can get down there and meet her and her family. And chat face-to-face, which would be so, so lovely. Hell yeah. I'm really looking forward to that. Um, and I, honestly, I cannot remember how I found her. I think it had something to do with minimalism and fashion and clothing. Um, and I kind of stole a little bit of her um, bio on her website. Because I was like, I'm trying to figure out how to introduce her. She right. does a great job of, you know, introducing herself, as you will hear. Um, but this is the best I came up with. So it's a little hodgepodge of what I know about her and from what she has on her blog. So I got to chat with Olivia Youngs. She's a mama, a wife, passionate about ethical fashion, good coffee, and hashtag inspiring simplicity for women who, in quotes, have their hands full and still have big dreams. And she is such a light to listen to. You guys are going to love, love, love this episode. Awesome. Well, we're going to dive right into that. So grab your popcorn or keep your eyes on the road or whatever it is you need to do in order to get yourself ready for this episode. And here we go. All right. We are here with Olivia Youngs. Um, So we were supposed to travel to you in Colorado and COVID and everything happened and we're resorting to zoom interviews but i'm so excited that you were available and you can chat with us today or just me nick is working usually he is here too but you know life is crazy and we just kind of go with the flow um but welcome to the podcast olivia so nice to have you hi thank you so much for having me i'm excited bummed that our original plan didn't work out but as all things in 2020 we're rolling with the punches so (laughs) everything's via zoom now (laughs) I know I'm getting a little um, Zoom fatigue between Google Hangout and Zoom. I don't know if you're doing a lot of that lately or less than I was like in the beginning. I feel like my work is luckily pretty much like written. I rarely have like face to face or I guess Zoom to Zoom, (laughs) (laughs) Um, which is kind of nice, honestly, for me. But when I had a bunch at the beginning, I was like, okay, uh, the introvert in me is like done with this. Even though I'm still at home, it was kind of a, kind of a lot. Yeah. I can only, can only imagine. Um, I know with teaching, like I had to 
to turn my camera off a lot and just kind of yeah. step away and mm-hmm. just not feel guilty about not being there. But, you know, um, yeah. So I guess before we dive into a little bit about you, we always like open up the podcast with just a gratitude segment. So I just wanted mm-hmm. to ask you if there's anything in particular that you were grateful for today, or it could be something from this week. It would be so awesome for you to share. I love, 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 love that you do that. Um, we've had kind of a rough week actually with hearing lots of no's and lots of closed doors with some stuff that we're trying to pursue. So, um, I think finding gratitude in the midst of that is super, super important. So I right now am grateful for those closed doors because it's a sign to me that it's not the direction that we're supposed to go and that something better is happening for us that we just don't know what it is yet. So kind of reframing that mindset has been really crucial for me in a season where we're not really sure what the next step is. I love that. I, I saw one of your Instagram posts about that and I know you were talking about looking for a house. I'm guessing, does that have anything to do with it? Yeah, that's the, the biggest thing. There's a few things with the business, the business too, that I'm trying to pursue, but the biggest thing that we have our heart wrapped up in right now is um, we currently live in an RV for um, anybody who doesn't know. We um, have been there for two years now and it's been like the craziest, most awesome adventure, but at, we're kind of tiny living out right now and are trying to figure out what the next step is. And we live in Colorado, which is not known for its affordability and, you know, finding a house and just, it's been a mess. So Lots of closed doors there and we're just trying to be patient. So but I didn't every- know that Colorado was expensive to live. I mean, we've never been there. Maryland is very high. I mean, yeah, I think, price-wise. I don't know. Colorado has kind of been compared to like the second California. So it's, wow. it's very, it's not quite up there with California. I was talking to a friend who lives on the coast there and she's, I'm like, well, we're not even close to that, but (laughs) stuff's getting pretty. It's just hard to live as a, you know, a normal person who isn't, you know, a multimillionaire buying a (laughs) second or third home, which is kind of the majority of people here. So yeah, we're just, yeah, trying to be patient and see what the plans have, what they are as they happen. Awesome. So I guess that can kind of lead us into just telling us a little bit about you. And I was trying to remember how I found you. And honestly, it probably was through the fashion hashtags of some sort, um, Mm -hmm. because I know you're all about eco-friendly and I'm sure you can talk more about that. But I think somehow I found you through that avenue. Mm -hmm. But, you know, if you wouldn't mind just sharing a little bit about you and your family and like the work you love doing, I know you have a lot of passions, at least from I see on Instagram, but you can probably dive more (laughs) into that into detail. Yeah. Um, Yeah, we stay pretty busy. Um, So I have three kids. I always lead with my kids. Um, (laughs) I don't know. That must be a mom thing. But yeah, three girls. They are six, five and 15 months, I think. They are currently downstairs right now. So hopefully you can't hear too much of that noise. Um, And we live in Colorado. I grew up here. Um, My husband is from Omaha. His name's AJ, but we kind of settled down here like three or four years ago with the goal of opening a coffee shop. Um, It was kind of just a dream that I had held on to for a long time. 
um, and wasn't sure if it was actually going to happen or not. And last fall, I guess last November, we opened it officially. It's called Simple Coffee Co. We're big on simplicity. <laughs> um, and so that has kind of like taken the majority of my focus over the past year, but it's been a dream come true and so, so fun. And I can tell you more about that later too, if you want to go into that. But um, I also, in addition to that, write, I have a freelance writing business and a ethical fashion slow living blog called Simply Live um, that I've been doing since Evie was a baby. So going on six years now. Um, I think that it, that covers the majority <laughs> of it. We live in an RV. I already mentioned that. Yeah. That's another weird thing. So did you start freelance writing when you, when you move into the RV or is that something that you pursued before all that happened? Um, that was several years before we moved to Colorado. So, um, I had been writing pretty much for like magazines and things like that. Um, oh, wow. For a couple years for, you know, parenting websites and stuff like that and kind of just got sick of having to be at my computer for literal shifts every day. Like I was sitting at my computer from like eight to two or whatever. And my husband was watching the girls cause he worked weekends at that point. And I just wanted to be more involved and have more flexibility and also have more control over the content that I was writing because it was great to be paid to write. But I mean, it was like roundups of like nineties boys bands and here's how to do your kid's hair. Just like things that I'm not passionate about. Yeah. But that was, it was great to, you know, pay the bills that way. But yeah, so I started freelancing for, um, ethically minded and conscious driven brands probably in like 2015, I think. And then my blog kind of took that direction as well at the same time. So it's all pretty tied in together. So when you left your, I guess your full-time job, is that when you guys decided to move in the RV for like financial reasons or I guess what was the main driver for that? Um, it was, I left my job several years before we ever even like thought of living in an RV. That was when we lived in Nebraska. Um, and then when we moved to Colorado, we had a few like small, we lived in a condo for a little while. We lived with my parents for a while. And then we just got to a point where we were like, had no idea what was next. We couldn't afford a house yet. And we couldn't I mean, we didn't want to live in my parents' basement anymore. <laughs> so we were like, let's get creative. And AJ had always kind of loved the idea of living full-time in an RV and kind of fixing it up and flipping it eventually. And the idea of like traveling with it and all that was super appealing. And we were like, okay, let's go for it. And so we bought one that we knew we could live in. It was, it's like pretty much as big as you can get RV wise. It's 37 feet long, I think. Um, and it has two bedrooms. And so, yeah, we kind of just turned that into our little apartment basically. Um, and the, the motivation, I guess, behind it was a little bit financial. We really wanted to get out of debt and the, the living cost is so much lower um, to do that than it is to, you know, rent or buy up here. So we 
definitely were able to save money and kind of like take a big pause in real life. It feels like almost before we stepped into whatever the next season would be, which we still are not a hundred percent sure what that is, but yeah, that's been a cool, a cool kind of a countercultural <laughs> thing. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's what I was so fascinated about is that the fact that you had such a, to me, that's a large family. Cause I only have one daughter and I was like, yeah, you're living in an RV with three kids and you said two bedrooms and I've seen pictures of your RV and it looked beautiful, but I was yeah. like, I can't imagine what that lifestyle is like, or, you know, we see from the other side, like that looks so cool, but then you're in it and probably like, realize wow, that it's a little different once you're in it, you know, full yeah. time. Oh my gosh. Yeah. There have been so many ups and downs as there are, as there is with anything, you know? Um, and I think tiny living with kids just takes a lot more creativity than <laughs> otherwise because you're in these small spaces and you have to, my biggest thing is have easy access to outdoors. Otherwise you're going to go crazy because you can't just stay in, you know, 200 square feet. I think it's a little bit more than that, but um, yeah, for all week, you know, so we get outside pretty much all day, every day, or we go before pre COVID anyways, we would go to the rec center all the time or go to parks. And so now we've had to get even more creative with what that looks like, but yeah, I'm, I won't lie. Wintertime was pretty rough. Um, with, we had a newborn too. That was another crazy thing. <laughs> um, but we, we went stir crazy a little bit, but we just had to get creative and make sure the bigger girls had things to do all the time. And so I'm always like rotating their toys out and we have my parents close by so we can always go to their house if we need to. And so our situation was a little bit more unique than like how it sounds, <laughs> you know, we had outlets and we're able to get out and things like that. So that helped a lot. Yeah. I a hundred percent agree, especially, yeah. I mean, I find even with myself that I'm a much happier human being when I can get outside, but yeah. like, my daughter, Lucille, you can just see a light switch. Like as soon as she steps outside, it's like a different kid. Like when she's yeah. not feeling like herself and it's just like, I a hundred percent agree. Like the access to the outdoors is so important. Um, so and we, we live in, in the mountains. So it's, we have like ample access. That's the only reason probably that we were able to make RV living work is that we're here. We don't have like we're not in a city where we're kind of confined by buildings or can't get outside easily. Like we can just walk outside and go on a hike right outside of our home. So it's pretty, pretty nice in that regard. We did want to travel in it and we had dreams of like going, taking like a coast to coast road trip and kind of just homeschooling the girls for a year. Um, but the coffee shop happened. And so we uh, had to kind of make that a priority, but yeah, there's lots of flexibility with tiny living, which is fun. That's amazing. <laughs> um, I've talked to other people who just talk about, you know, it's not all what it seems, but they, the flexibility they say that brings with it, the freedom to, to go different places and yeah. financially, like, um, I like to say we're debt free, according to my financial advisor, we're debt free, but we sell the mortgage. So I don't consider it debt free. Um, yeah. <laughs> and again, I don't know what our future is and what that's going to look like, but I can see how freeing that must be to, to be able to save all that money and say, Hey, we have no debt. And yeah, it's been awesome. We were able to, you know, pay off our car and just do 
pay off credit cards and all these things that we had racked up when we were, when we were homeowners in Nebraska and super, super young homeowners at that and didn't really know what we were doing. And yeah, it was from a financial standpoint, it was, it's great to kind of just be able to put a pause button and do something a little bit untraditional and refocus, recenter and make plans. Because I think a lot of us have a tendency, AJ and I included, to just kind of jump into whatever's next out of necessity. Um, You know, whether it's like your lease is up, so you need to find a new place or you're, you know, you're moving and you have no options and you need to go with the first house that you find. So you do that and then you end up getting in debt or you end up making choices that you maybe wouldn't other wouldn't make if you had time to slow down. So that's kind of what this has been like a two year <laughs> slow down for us, which is kind of what my whole MO is in general. So it's been really cool to live that out practically. And so now you guys are looking for a new place. Is it because you're yeah. seeing like the end of this? Like I think you mentioned at the end of like tiny living are, are you, do you feel like you're going to be, I'm guessing you're resettling in that same area since your coffee shops there. I didn't know if you had plans on, I know you talked mm-hmm. about, I saw a post about you making it mobile or having options. So mm-hmm. I was just curious, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, we, I guess the transition out of the RV and that hasn't happened yet, but we're actively pursuing, you know, next steps mainly happen just because we like all of our conversations started drifting towards like our future house and what that was going to look like. And um, we both pretty much were getting stir crazy and daydreaming about next steps and um, kind of over the initial like, glamorous, no, not even glamorous. I don't know what the idealized, you know, funness of tiny living quirkiness. And so I guess it kind of served its purpose. And then we were like, okay, we've kind of done what we wanted to do. We know that we want a house next. So yeah, we're, we are looking for what that might be. Um, And we have a few options. We're just, it's been tricky to get our foot in the door anywhere. Um, but yeah, that, and I can't remember your question was kind of multi. Oh, the it coffee was, sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> trying to keep it in my head. Um, yeah, the coffee shop doesn't necessarily mean permanence for us here. Like it depends on, you know, how well it does and if we can expand and um, all those things. We still have dreams of, you know, moving elsewhere and things like that eventually, but we are pretty pretty flexible (laughs) with our plans. We are doing our first event for the coffee shop, which I'm really excited about. AJ found a, basically it's like a metal like workbench that somebody would put in like a a garage or a shop. And it's, um, we're turning that into a cart for our, for doing catering and doing events and things like that. So the first one will happen this weekend. So we might fall in love with that and just decide to go mobile. And so who knows, but that's it's, awesome. <laughs> yeah, to have lots of options, I guess. And I mean, it's got to feel like, I mean, you got to feel like a badass saying like, I opened up a coffee shop. Like I did that. Like to me, that's so rad. <laughs> Thank you. No, it's like, I don't even know. It's kind of surreal still. Cause in that first year, it's just like everything came together. And then it, from that moment, it's just been like nonstop going. So I don't even think I've really even had 
a chance to sit back and be like, wow, <laughs> this <laughs> happened. Like in the beginning, I was there every day, all day, starting at 6, a, 6 in the morning. We kind of like chilled out on our hours a little bit after that first, after COVID, I guess. Now we're only open on the weekends, so that's a lot more doable for me. But yeah, oh my gosh, there's there's a lot of gratitude there that I think I need to process and a lot of just excitement. It is cool to see something that I've wanted since I was in high school, basically come to fruition. So yeah, it's, it's been fun. Not easy fun, but yeah, super fun, fun. <laughs> I feel like the best fun, there's always like a lot of hardships and struggles and then, yeah, you know, joy and then there's more hardships and struggles. <laughs> right. Right. Take it all together. <laughs> Um, so I guess when it comes to growth in this season, you know, what's one thing that you're currently learning or unlearning and, you know, what kind of resources are you using to kind of help you in this journey? Mm, I love that question. Um, whew, this has been like a recurring theme in my whole adult life and I don't think I've ever mastered it. <laughs> so this is me preaching to myself also, but, um, I think having, this, this might come off weird, but, um, anyways, (laughs) having myself lower my own expectations, I feel like is huge for, um, growth because so often we hold up these standards of like, by the time I'm 30, I'm going to have this and this and this, or, um, I'm going to move to Colorado. I'm going to open a coffee shop and it's going to be easy. And, this is my expectation or marriage, you get married and everything is going to be great and easy Um, or parenthood, you know, anything or COVID it's going to be over in six months and everything is going to be back to normal. All these things, just kind of having a more open expectation, I guess, not, not necessarily lower expectations, but just saying that the mindset of rolling with, with what life gives you and then learning to see the beauty in that I think is really, really crucial for happiness, (laughs) you know, because the coffee shop didn't come easily. I wrote about that also just, there were like five or six failed attempts before we ever even opened the doors of the shop we have now. And um, marriage has not been easy and parenthood isn't easy. All these things, um, so I guess, yeah, that's my, my kind of not very positive <laughs> advice. No, and I love that you share that on Instagram yeah. too. The, you share yeah. the struggle so eloquently. Like, I don't know how you, someone can share pain and suffering and, oh, you know, struggle so beautifully, but you just have this way. It just comes off like so lighthearted. I'm like, damn, yeah. like, this, this problem isn't that bad. Like after, after reading that, I'm like, <laughs> Yeah. And you asked about a resource that, and I think for me, it's always been writing, um, be it like journaling or Instagram, honestly, is a pretty therapeutic outlet for me in like times of stress. If you can look past all the comparison and, you know, people doing it better than me or engagement rates and all that stuff and just you know, get my thoughts out because there's always somebody who's dealing with the same thing that I am just in a different way. So that's kind of 
been a really good outlet for me. If it's journaling for myself, something I never publish or writing a whole three part blog post on something. (laughs) (laughs) I've been nodding my head like the whole time you're talking because I feel like I can resonate with everything you're saying. And I also feel the same way about Instagram. I know social media has this kind of bad Mm -hmm. taste in people's mouths about especially right now. Yeah. Yeah. But I've, I've connected to a lot of people when I'm, I'm finding myself like struggling with something internal mm-hmm. and I find people who connect and it's, it's very promising. Like I, I almost have a lot more hope when I connect with those people and it kind of gives me that positive direction to keep going and that this is okay. And, you know, yeah. weird is good and, you know, there's no normal in quotes. Um, but I, I completely agree with you about Instagram being an outlet and I was never a writer, but I've started blogging. I mean, I have a food blog, but I would blog about personal stuff. And I, I'm like, why am I blogging about this? Like, I don't, I hated English in high <laughs> yeah. school. Right. It, it is such a freeing outlet that I think more people should access because even if you yeah. think you're not a writer, it's just, it's, it's very freeing. Yes. Just to get all your thoughts out there and not that you need to share them for the world to see that's, you know, just kind of doing a brain dump of this is all the stuff in my head and this is what I'm dealing with. And this is, it doesn't have to make sense, but once you get it all out on paper, I feel like it's so much more like uh, manageable, you know? So that's my habit that I do almost every day. If it's even just like a note in my phone or something (laughs) random, like in the search bar on my computer, if I have all these tabs up, I'm like, okay, I just need to write this down really quick. And then I feel instantly lighter and better just for having processed through that quickly. I love that you share it. It's just, I feel like sometimes people think journaling is just this romantic, like I sit by my bed and I open it up and I write down all of the great things that happened that day. And you're just like, oh, I use a search bar or my notes or, you know, I think that's real life. (laughs) Yes. And yeah, you just got to make, make it work. Or even like I've pulled over while I'm driving because I have this like idea and I find like the back of a bill in my car and I'm like, I got to write this down really quick or yeah, tech like spoken messages to Siri or something, you know, just yes. <laughs> whatever. Like I need to get this out before I forget. That's amazing. Um, all right. So <laughs> I guess right now, what's one thing that's been really keeping you like happy as hell? I know that there's always going to be chaos amongst life, but I guess what's like gr- grounding you just to find joy in the season? Mm, there, There's so much, honestly, to be grateful for. And I'm not going to say like the cliche like my kids answer because I mean they obviously are my biggest joy um but the coffee shop I think right now is just this source of so much like passion and excitement for me and so when I'm in that space even if it's during the week when we're not open or if I'm just cleaning or I'm you know working a shift on the weekends that is like my biggest excitement in life right now is like this thing happened and people are like gathering in this space that I've made and socially distanced and safely, of course. (laughs) But yeah, it's a, that I think little space, it's so tiny. I mean, I don't know if you've seen pictures, but it's like, we have two bar stools, so everybody's outside right now. Um, But that little tiny space is kind of my biggest joy right now. And I think that speaks a lot. Like it doesn't have to be this brand ideal, like what sometimes yeah. our thoughts think that it has to be. It can be 
the most tiny small moment or thing that can bring you such joy. So I, I completely yeah. get that. Yeah. And that's kind of, it's been the coolest thing to see like how this passion that I have for simplicity and slow living is kind of working its way out practically in my life um, with like putting infusing community into these tiny, like off the beaten path places, which is what my cafe is. We're in this like a hundred year old building, just like a tiny room in the building with a walk-up window and a bar for sitting. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of cool to see like any space can be turned into kind of a hub for community and quality coffee. If you, (laughs) if you can see the beauty in it. And I'm actually drinking coffee just because uh, we are definitely coffee snobs. So I'm excited to (laughs) try your coffee one day. I see all your posts when you like make certain drinks and I'm just like, oh, that looks so cozy. And that's so fun. Yeah. Coziness is is my (laughs) goal every time I make something. Okay. So we are going to dive into our five favorite segment, which is basically I just made up because I really enjoy hearing what people yeah. and I know okay this reminds me of you do this unpopular decision thing like do you do that once a week yes. on Instagram no but I should because it's it's so much fun it's I think it's been like every other month or something I need to do it more frequently because people love it but unpopular opinions where I just have people like <laughs> anonymously put in like I hate the office or I <laughs> I did not like that at all <laughs> <laughs> yeah just random anything. And sometimes they get super deep and political or, you know, religion or things like that. But so I try to keep it pretty lighthearted with the ones that I share, but it's really hilarious to just see everybody's, you know, their angst (laughs) and kind of a moment of togetherness. Yeah. That's funny. And you pick like the perfect memes or gifts, whatever you call it to like go with it. And I'm just like chuckling as I'm reading. I'm like, you know, there's a lot of negativity here, but this is really funny. It's like my hidden talent. I think I take it very seriously. Yeah. It's, it's so much fun though. I probably should make it like a regular thing. Well, I really enjoy it. I'm sure other people do because they're all answering the unpopular opinion. And I'm like, man, I I don't know what I got to really think about that question. I'm like, nothing comes to mind, but I'm getting a better idea. Many opinions. I know I'm like, but everybody else has lots of opinions. So I'm just going to like mediate this, this situation because I can't think of anything controversial enough to (laughs) to share on my own. So (laughs) Uh, um, so this is not as exciting as unpopular opinion, but oh. five favorites. <laughs> so share your current, I'm huge on quotes. I don't, I don't know. If, I mean, you're a writer, so I have a feeling that you might be into that too, but what is a quote that's resonating with you right now? Oh my gosh. I need to, I didn't like look up a specific one I need to, and I'm the worst at, <sighs> at remembering <laughs> like Same specific here. quotes. But um, right now I can, I'll do like a, an overall like summary of like <laughs> the, a writer on Instagram who's really inspiring me is um, her name's Sarah, but her handle is the birds papaya and she has this podcast and she talks a lot about, um, I don't want to say body positivity because that's kind of just like a shallow definition for everything that she does, but Um, She has been talking a lot about, I'm going to totally botch this, but 
you should just look her up because she is my quote that I love. <laughs> Do you follow her? Have you heard her? Heard yes, of her? I know exactly okay. who you're talking okay. about because she posts a lot of body pictures. Yeah, just but not even before, definitely not before and after, but just like Instagram worthy or Instagram versus reality kind of things. And it's given me so much like freedom in this like, year of postpartum this even for the third time just you know accepting that this is okay that even 15 months later my body is not the same that it was before I got pregnant the third time like just all this stuff that is so so important for women whether they have kids or not to hear um, and it's kind of really reframed how I've pictured parenting girls and the way that I talk to my girls about their body and all these things so Sarah is my quote. <laughs> I like that. Um, yeah, I, I completely get that as well. I feel like um, like after giving birth, I feel more confident, but it definitely took a lot mm. more to make me f- to like keep that going. Like I thought I was confident because yeah, I birthed a baby and then it's like, all right, how do I keep this confidence going as Lucille's getting older and I'm looking at my body and it's you have to put on a- go back to the way it was, which is yeah. okay, but it's like, yeah how can I keep feeling myself with telling me that message is okay, that yeah. I should still embrace the body I have. And it's, it's hard. So I think finding people like that to kind of help continue that priming is really, really yeah. important. Yes. That's, it's huge. And surrounding yourself. Yeah. With the right messages. I saw, Oh, here we go. A quote <laughs> on Instagram <laughs> yesterday about um, the importance of who you surround yourself with. And they said how five years ago they would wake up and immediately get on Instagram and then they would read, I, I don't know, the tabloids or some fashion magazine and they would drink sugary drinks and just, you know, the stuff that they're surrounding themselves with and filling their body with ultimately portrayed how happy they were with their life. And then they shifted all of that and started, you know, reframing their mental conversations with themselves and reframing who they follow on Instagram and Facebook and what news outlets they're reading and all this stuff. And then all of a sudden there's, there's so much more content with life and their body and happiness. So yeah, I mean, all that to say it's, it's so important. Yes, I agree. I don't really watch the news anymore, but I realize oh if gosh. I need to find something yeah. important, it'll come to me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I try to still steer clear of that too, but yes. Okay. And I'm not sure how, the eating and cooking scene looks like in tiny living. I mean, you had a beautiful kitchen from what I've seen, but what meal are you and your family like digging right now? That's also fun as a family of five in a tiny space. We've had to get so creative, but um, the thing that came to my mind first, this is so stupid and I have the palate of a five-year-old, but um, (laughs) I went to a restaurant with AJ the other week and they had these like loaded uh, tater tots and they were so good. They were like nachos, but on tater tots. And I've been like making them, I've made them several times at, in an attempt to just recreate that one dish at the restaurant that I have. It wasn't even a meal. It was like an appetizer, but I was like, I'm going to make this all the time until I get it right. And I still haven't, but it's been fun experimenting and kids love tater tots. So <laughs> yeah, that's not a healthy or glamorous meal by any means, but it's the reality. That could totally be a meal. You just throw some like chopped spinach in there and 
Oh my gosh. Some black beans and green onions. Yeah. Bake it all. It's so, so good. Top it with some sour cream and yeah. Whew. Oh my gosh. It might be the motivation for um, a future dinner coming in. Um, <laughs> that sounds amazing. I'm like drooling and I haven't eaten lunch yet. So <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Um, so as far as I have a lot of slashes for this question, but I wasn't sure what your, your favorite was. So I just wrote your current favorite movie show song or book, or you might have all four. I have no idea. So feel free to share. You know, mm. what I'm so bad at favorites because I am like, I can't bank, make up my mind about anything. I'm not going to say my favorite movie because I definitely do not have a favorite movie. I can share like our, the favorite show. Sorry to everybody who hates it on Instagram, but I love the office (laughs) and I know we had a conversation about this already, but AJ and I have easily watched it 10 times through. Um, We're actually right now we're rewatching lost and it's a whole, a whole mind trip, but I've never seen it. It's, it's ridiculous. It's one of those, like, it keeps you going for five seasons. And then at the end of it, you're like, what did I just watch? Like, that makes no sense. But it's great. We love it. Nostalgia's sake, if anything else. And then all of these are going to turn into top threes. But New Girl is my also all-time other favorite binge show. I've seen it. I could quote the entire thing probably. But I do enjoy New Girl as well. I haven't watched it in a while, but. Yeah. It's like my, if we're not watching The Office, we're probably watching New Girl. (laughs) Okay. So (laughs) I wasn't sure. I was like, I wanted to make sure. I was like, I don't know if she has any books right now. um, Because I know you're a writer. So I was like, well, maybe she's reading or maybe she doesn't have time to read. I don't know. I miss reading so much. Like I was an English major and I, but now I have kids and it's very hard to find time for that. But at the coffee shop. I, um, I do get to read a little bit when it's slow. So that's always fun. Yeah. I completely agree when the only time I read is when Lucille goes to bed and that's if I'm not like passing out. That's a small moment of time. Shut off my brain if I'm not working or parenting. So (laughs) the TV shows. (laughs) (laughs) Love it. Um, okay. What is your current favorite drink? And, um, it it can be from your coffee shop or it cannot. Mm -hmm. It's up to you. It's funny because I own a coffee shop, but I'm like the most basic coffee drinker ever. My favorite right now in the summer is just our cold brew with some oat milk in it. I love oat milk with coffee. If you haven't tried it, you should. It's so, so good. Um, so that's pretty basic. And then I, when I'm working, I pretty much just drink like black coffee. Um, we have... I'll do a little plug for a fun seasonal one that we do that everybody else loves, but it's a honey lavender latte that I make with like a local honey and then lavender and kind of distill it all into a simple syrup and do espresso and milk. And it's really tasty. Oh my gosh. That sounds delicious. Myself. Yeah. I keep it pretty, pretty basic and boring, but it's fun to get frou-frou with everybody else. (laughs) we went into this one coffee shop that's local to us. It's called Ragamuffins. And the first time I went in there, I was like, oh, can I have a pump of vanilla? And they're like, we don't have syrups. And I was like, what? And they're like, yeah, we really want people to taste our coffee. And I was like, that's uh-huh. awesome. The yeah. only thing they did was they made their own honey syrup. And and I just love the fact that they didn't do what every other coffee shop was doing just yeah. to please people who want all these different sweet 
you know, flavors. Yeah. Like they just, it, yeah. they kept it really simple, which made it obviously that much easier to choose from. So I appreciated okay. that. So I'd have to make, you know, have a lot of decision fatigue when trying to order coffee. Right. Oh my gosh. Yes. And that's like, people know where they can go if they want to drink like that. You can go to pretty much any other coffee shop. So we try to, we do the same thing. Yeah. Kind of keep it super simple and let people taste the coffee. We have like, I think three syrups maybe that I kind of rotate every season and I make it all myself in house. And so, yeah, it's a good way to get people kind of trying things that maybe they wouldn't otherwise. You guys also do like reusable cups too, don't you? Yeah, we only use glass jars. So we don't use paper or plastic cups for to go. We just have these really cute little glass jars that are 12 ounces and 16 ounces. And we kind of have a reuse program where people can drop them back off and um, we sanitize them and then reuse them for somebody else. I think that's awesome. Do you, did you find it challenging first starting it? Like, we're, I'm sure there's some people who were just like, wait, what? I got to bring this back. <laughs> <laughs> to this day, yeah, it's still every time somebody doesn't know the system, I like get a little bit nervous telling them because you never know how people are going to react. But it was a scary thing to make the decision before we opened because with my, my previous work in, I guess, current work with sustainability and all that, I'm like, couldn't in my conscious or conscience open a coffee shop and just contribute to the crazy amount of waste that coffee shops typically make or are party to. <laughs> yeah. um, so I was like, this is a thing that a few coffee shops are doing, so we might as well jump on board. I reached out to every single person I could find who was doing it in a cafe setting and got all their advice. And then we were just like, okay, well, we'll go for it. And the feedback has been awesome. Like I don't, nobody has said anything mean <laughs> to my face about it anyways. And we have some really, really good reviews about it, like online and all that stuff. So people are stoked about it and we do get a lot of tourist traffic, which means they just get like a little souvenir to take with them. So yeah, it's been a fun experiment. Yeah, I like how you, even though a lot of coffee shops aren't doing it that way, you kind of stuck with your gut and was like, no, this is what feels right. And you just yeah. did it anyway, you know? I mean, yeah. who's going to complain though? It's helping the environment. It's not like they can say anything. <laughs> I know. Don't even, we're helping you make less trash. And then some people just decide to drink, drink it there and then leave the glass with us if they like don't want to take it with them. But there you go. It's actually even a better option because they're pretty much spill proof. You can throw it in your backpack if somebody rides up on a bike or something, or you can, they fit in your cup holder with a lid that screws on, they're kid proof, all these great things that most, you know, coffee cups are not. So yeah. Are these regular, like the ball mason jars? Or are they a different type of mason jar? No, they're, um, they're a lot skinnier and taller okay. and kind of all one shape. Like they don't have the I don't know, lines and the thickness of a typical like mason jar. Um, gotcha. You can look on our Instagram there. I'm like kind of obsessed with them because they're so easy to drink out of. Like I have them at home and I just drink like my water, my, like if I make a cocktail at home or something, I love drinking out of them. And I'm very big on like, <laughs> this is so weird, but like how a cup or mug feels, you know, I have my favorite mug that I use at home and just I feel like that is so important for the experience so I was really picky with what kind of jars we use oh yeah uh, a thousand percent with that I use the same coffee mug 
every morning yeah. because just using it. a yeah. different one, it, it just, it's like, nope, I can't, can't do it. <laughs> it doesn't taste good anymore. I know. <laughs> yeah. It's all part of the aesthetic and the experience for sure. Okay. So we are down to the last one, which is yeah. your favorite, your current favorite, um, or one that you're just, you need right now, self-care activity. And it could be whatever is just filling you up right now. And it could be as weird as you want it to be. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Um, Something, yeah, for me, self-care has to be something that doesn't require a lot of time. I don't get a lot of time to myself when I do. I I love like self-care days where I schedule a whole day, but like that never, that happens like once a year. So um, (laughs) mom life. So my biggest thing that I love doing right now is just focusing on my skincare and doing like five minutes in the morning when I wake up and then five minutes in the shower, I do like a face mask or, um, and I actually literally just shared this on Instagram too, what I'm currently doing, but it's such an easy way to just wake up and feel like I put a little bit of effort into myself and mm-hmm. then to kind of feel like I took time at night to value my body and, you know, just, that little bit of time saying, Hey, (laughs) we still care. We still like are going to take time for ourselves amidst the chaos and the bedtime and the, you know, deep debriefing with the husband every night, like all these things about real life, just taking a little moment to say your face matters and this is going to help you feel better. So it's worth it. Um, I'm one of those people that I do put on makeup every morning and it's not a lot, but that's what helps me that feel bit. a little yeah. extra confident in the morning and I'm yeah. not ashamed of it. No, you, yeah, you shouldn't be. It's that little tiny boost that makes you feel like a human and not just a mom. <laughs> That's a good quote. It makes me feel like a human and not just a mom. That's a good yeah. one. <laughs> We've all been there. Okay. So we're coming to the end and on all of our episodes, Nick and I always like to do a take action challenge. We think just adding the word challenge just makes it more gamifies things just to actually, you know, um, to actually do something, um, based on, you know, whatever is motivating you at this time. So if you could give like one simple action just to help others stay positive, intentional or slow living, simplified, you know, during this time, you know, what would that be? Hmm. Oh man. I feel like there's a lot. You can give us as many action steps as you (laughs) (laughs) can. Go back to what we were talking about earlier in journaling. I would love if more people, even if you aren't a writer or even if you're not, even if you hate writing and you hate like the act of typing words or writing with a pen, I want to challenge you to just do it anyways. <laughs> Get, treat yourself to a journal that you love. Go buy a new one, a fresh blank journal, and it's going to smell really good and the pages are going to be all crisp. And then write two things that you're grateful for every day. That's it. Or actually even my therapist told me, don't even put pressure on yourself to do it every day. Just do it when you want to do it. When something pops in your head and you want to do it. And then you get in the habit and it just kind of is something that you need to do eventually. And I think if more people took the time to do that, their life would feel a lot less chaotic and there would just be those moments of calm where you have time to process and kind of lay out a plan almost. 
and it's so help it's so healthy you know not that I'm a therapist I'm not telling anybody what how to solve their life problems but it's very a healthy habit to get into whether you're trying to slow down your life or you're trying to minimize your possessions or you know you aren't sure what's next or you're dealing with a hard situation journaling is a great way to handle it that's so so good um, Nick and I, this is not a plug. We don't have any advertisement, but we just, we bought, um, ink and vault journals. Yeah, I have the, one actually. And I have never consistently journaled or did any of that like my entire life, but there's something about this journal being structured where they ask you questions to really make you think about, you know, like you're reflecting on celebrating and when you think you haven't accomplished anything and then you go in that journal and you're like, wow, like this happened yeah. and that happened. And it Looking really helps me mm -hmm. be intentional with just taking care of all the parts of my life and not just the parts yeah. that I thought were like that are involved with productivity quotes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Especially if you're very driven on being productive, it's yeah. Having those other focus points is huge too. The journal I love is called the five minute journal. I think hopefully I got that right, but yeah, I use, it has just like three lines where you write what you're grateful for in the morning and you write it, what you're grateful for at night. And then like a, I think three goals for the day or something. So it's a really cool way to just like check in in the morning and then do it in the night too, if you want to, but. And it's so simple too. Yeah. And my, I've really, my, I, my therapist told me one time that like, don't, you don't have to do it every day if you don't want to do it. And that just her telling me that was huge. Cause I think in my head, I'm like, okay, now I want to journal. So I have to do it every day and it becomes this obligation. Mm -hmm. But when you have the freedom to like, no, I just, I'm going to do it when I carve out the space to do it or when I feel inspired to do it or feel like I need to debrief, then I'm going to do it is it kind of reshifted my whole thinking around it. Yeah. And I'm sure the act of you doing that is probably going to trickle. I'm sure it probably already has into your kids. Like if your kids see yeah, you yeah. doing these, you know, I guess de-stress or like, I don't want to call them coping, but it, it does help you like deal yeah. with the chaos and stress of the, the day, the day-to-day -day yeah, stuff. Exactly. Yeah. They are watching more than we realize. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so true. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well, this was so, so lovely. Um, thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy day to, to come chat with me. This is so amazing. Thank you for having me. And I will be putting everything in the show notes um, about your quotes and some of the other things I think you mentioned. Um, oh, and where can our listeners find you if they're looking to connect with you? Oh, yeah. Um, so I, I mentioned Instagram like a hundred thousand times. So I can, <laughs> obviously I'm pretty active there. I'm at the simply live there. And then my coffee shop is, um, at simple coffee company or actually <laughs> at simple coffee co. Um, and then my blog is simply Lovely. And yes, um, if you're not following her, everybody go follow her because you have a way of just pouring out your heart in the most, eloquent way. I don't know how else to describe it, but it's just beautiful the way you express your feelings and just the, the everyday struggle of certain things. So thank you for doing thank that. You, um, yeah. you have definitely inspired me. And that's why I reached out to you because I was like, oh. I need to meet her and talk with her and just find out more. <laughs> thank 
Thank you so much. Yeah. All right, folks, that's going to do it for the interview with Olivia. If you like this episode, please do us a favor and help us spread the message. You can do this by writing review or simply by sharing this episode with a friend. And remember, sharing sparks a conversation. Conversation leads to action, and action is how we're able to live a happy and intentional as hell lifestyle. We want to thank you all for listening today, and we will see you again next week. See you later, friends.